Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm here with the one and only Amy Phillips. Bravo. Um, we, should I even call you a Bravo-holic? Can I call you a Bravo-holic? Mm-hmm. You're a Bravo-holic. With honor. Amy, I was thinking you really paved the way for so many of us because I feel like <laughs> you were one of the first to able, able to capitalize and, and sort of in a oh. weird way make money um, <gasps> with, your love, with your love and um, affinity for Bravo. Wow, I never thought of it that way. I, if you're gonna call me, uh, you know, a, a pathway, uh, like a, a path, path maker, yeah, I will accept it. I feel like I'm working my way up um, the stripe path. Um, I don't. I'm just kidding. If you watch the vow, you get that joke. But the point of it is, is that um, I have my purple sash. I'm working my way to white in the Bravo universe, and uh, Andy Cohen is my cult. So you're you're the Bethany Frankel of. Um, <laughs> right. of the world. I was selling my cookies. I was selling my impressions in a grocery store. And then look, look where I am now. I live in Glendale, California. <laughs> you were always my favorite when I, I used to get so excited. Like this was way before I started a podcast or anything. I would get so excited when I would see you on watch what happens live, like doing, or they would oh. even just like play the compilation videos of you doing the impressions because they just make me laugh so much. Um, And it would just warm my heart. Well, it is a weird thing that to think about like way back then um, when you start to do something just for the love of it. And believe me, I still do it for the love of it. But, you know, just following your passion and then to have it lead to, you know, what, ten like 10 years. I was actually going through my videos um, First for us, there was a reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm just home, like looking at my own videos. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, how many have I done? And I counted them up and it's like 60 videos for Watch What Happens Live. I was like, wow. damn, that's a lot of wigs. A lot of wigs. Do you have a wig closet or do you just have a, a trunk or what do you have? Well, um, I've got in a closet on the shelf, I've got, you know, the big wigs on the heads, the ones that you can't smash down, like the Lisa Rinna, the latest Ramona wig. Luann's in there. DJ James Kennedy is in there. Um, oddly, like a Lily Galici from Shaws of Sunset. Oh, interesting. Um, but then the rest are in plastic bags and bins and like tubs labeled. Cindy Barship's just in your like hall <laughs> closet. <laughs> just on the floor. Floor this in the corner. In my sock drawer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of wigs, uh, Amy, we're going to just be talking about all sorts of Bravo stuff. I have some questions for you, but we're just going to okay. be breaking down. I'm, I'm calling this sort of like the United States of Bravo or the the state of the Bravo Union kind of mm. address. We're just going to be it's talking important. about mentioning it all, if you will. Okay. Um, and speaking of wigs, you know, yesterday I was in a very vulnerable position and I, I try to always live my truth behind the microphone and, and be honest with the listeners. And I was very, very vulnerable space. I think we're all kind of dealing with a lot emotionally. 
And at night I was like, I'm going to close the bedroom door and I'm going to put on a rom-com. I was just looking for some Catherine Heigl to direct, uh, you know, inject directly into my veins. Mm -hmm. And I put on my TV and uh, it was stuck on like the Bravo app, like the, where, where I watch all the Bravo stuff and the Apple Mm -hmm. TV, like wouldn't exit out. And I was just in one of those places. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to have to watch something on this app. I can't figure out the technology of it. Mm -hmm. But as you can probably uh, relate, a lot of this, a lot of watching Bravo can feel like work sometimes because we're talking about Mm -hmm. all these shows. Right. So I was looking for something that I hadn't watched on Bravo before that I don't cover on the show that I could just sort of mentally check out with. And um, I'm very sad to say this. I had a real crisis of faith. I decided to put on Don't Be Tardy. And I like watched a bunch of episodes of Don't Be Tardy. And I'm not proud of that. From this but it's season. Just... From this season? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, right. I was very confused because I think I had missed a lot of... I, I didn't watch the show, really. Mm-hmm. I'm aware right. of what it is. Uh-huh. Um, but suddenly I was watching this season and I was shocked, bewildered, um, they're just on a bus this season. Are you watching yeah. it? Thank you for asking. Um, and I had a similar situation where I felt I was catapulted into watching it for a couple of reasons. There was a deficit of Bravo shows happening. So my producer of my show, Reality Check on Radio Annie, uh, she and I were like, well, what are we going to recap on Wednesday for like this two week block of time? And we just kept coming back to like, no, we just were not, we can't do Tardy. For, I'm like, I can't, I have no space in my life for Tardy. Yeah. I just can't do it. I've watched it in the past. I've talked about it. <laughs> it ended up where we just ended up having, we're like, we just have to cover the first two episodes because that we had one day where we just didn't have anything. And I didn't want to do like a best of, I didn't want to. Okay. So I watched um, the first two episodes, which was the premiere. And yes, I watched the whole situation and I haven't gone back to follow up. But, you know, I kind of betrayed my own self. And this is what always happens when I tune to to Tardy for the party, which is that I don't want to have anything to do with that family. Um, But then I turn it on. I'm like, Croy, you are so charming. Tracy, you're the life of the show. You know, I just and it's really Croy and Tracy. It comes down to them. And then honestly... Tracy. Which, and by then, the way, I didn't. I just learned over the summertime that Tracy was on Top Chef, which I didn't know before. Oh yes, yes, yep. Um, and also, you know, she had this baby recently, and that was an interesting storyline too. And I love that when they're on the RV, she's like, uh, Kim's like, Tracy's on vacation. She never gets this kind of time. And I'm like, she is not on vacation. She is working for you, uh, cooking on a campground, stuck in an RV with you. Clearly, this is not fun for her. Uh, she bolted when you hit Ohio. Like. <laughs> Read the room, but uh, yeah, it's um, I, 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 I enjoyed parts of it, but I don't know if I can go back. I don't know. No, I mean, I'll never watch it again. But um, <laughs> it was it was certainly something that I like had to do in the moment, and um, I'm I, I'm very fascinated by the mechanics of like behind the scenes of it. Like, how did they decide that we're going to do a road trip show? And I feel like I had heard that mm. it was canceled for so long. So then I was it probably shocked. was, and then they probably ran out of programming because the pandemic so then they were like uh kim we're gonna use this season that we thought we scrapped <laughs> throw the beermans on a bus and film it it's so right. bizarre though like they the production is like chasing the rv in another car that like sometimes yeah. kim and croy go in the other car to like go places once they've reached a campground and i truly don't i i honestly think like this is kim's nightmare situation but she wants to be on tv 
She has to. They have to do it. I mean, he still owes his agent like $22,000. But you know what? At the Wait, end of the what? Day, what? He built, he, I guess he owes his sports agent like 22000 That was in, that, as I say, as Vicky Coco told me that. It was in the news. I don't know. It's a rumor. I don't know. Somebody, I don't know who told me. Somebody told me at the hair shop. I bet you. You figured it out. It happened. But um, yeah, I guess he owes money. So then, you know, they need to make the money. But Croy built her a wig rack which I was obsessed with. I was like, now this is a guy because my husband would do that for me. If I was like, if we're going to go in this RV, you have to build me a wig rack. And it's, I love that it was right in front of the window and you could see the wings <laughs> from the outside. It went to the last episode I had watched. I'm ashamed that I watched multiple episodes. <laughs> I like, am too. I, 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 I also do not support the family. <laughs> I do not support anyone watching this show. I have more problems. With, I have certain problems more specifically with certain members of the family, which I won't discuss right now, but yeah. Oh, are there other things? I, I see. I don't even really like know much about the family. So I'm sure I've, I've missed things, but I was shocked that um, things? Croy <laughs> from the news. Um, I was shocked that Croy has like the same sort of highlights that Kim's wigs do. Um, <laughs> and he's like, got the same makeup as the kids. Right. Like <laughs> They all went to Sephora and just bought like one palette. <laughs> and it's a really orangey tint. Like, why is it so orange? There was not a lot of money in production, so they gave him one tent for the whole family. One tent. <laughs> one palette. It's the Beerman palette. They got one rouge and one foundation for the entire clan, and that was it. Um, Line up. Get your rouge on. <laughs> not you, Tracy. <laughs> the last episode I watched, they went to a haunted house. And it also oh, was like, it was reminding me, did you watch I Am Kate? Do you remember that with Caitlyn Jenner? Um, oh, yes, yes. It was, uh, you know, the first season started off really strong. It was like this really compelling show. And then I feel like the production didn't know exactly what to do with the show. So they threw everyone on an RV. And like that always just says like, <laughs> we don't know what to do with these people, right. but like we want to film it. Um, so like, I know you're going to say they threw them in a haunted house. I was like, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner went to a haunted house? I've so, got to go back to this. It was just like a bunch of transgender activists just in a haunted house. <laughs> Amazing. Now I mean, that I'd is watch that. I'd watch that. Idea. Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, I liked it. I, I liked the IMK show, but it was just like, it was clear to me that production was scrambling. Like, what do we do? And mm-hmm. I feel like that happens on Bravo sometimes where it's like, what do we do? What do we program here? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I want to move on to Below Deck Med. Do you okay. keep up with Below Deck Med? Did you watch God, the reunion? Yes. yes. This is Captain Sandy. Tuning in from uh, the Wellington that's always docked. God, the knots are high. God, I can't get out there. I am quickly turning on Dr. Uh, or not Dr. Sandy, Captain Sandy. <laughs> I know. We all have had a real, it's been a rocky uh, season. And yes, I've, I have loved this season and hated it at the same time, which tells me, wow, 51 Minds, you're doing 51 times. Great job. Um, I always envision 51 Minds, the production company, because you know they're on that super yacht. It, they're in a room. They're filming and, it. Yeah. So yeah, and um, but they have a control center on that yacht, and so like they're in this room, and it just I can't not think about that now after that. I think it was a Times article that somebody wrote about, but um, I loved it. Um, the Rob and Jess ro- romance was uh, I felt in the end with Rob, he kind of turned into like Kaiser Sose when he left the room, and he was like. I'm going to do the crossing. And then all of a sudden his limp went away and like he went over to talk to the first <laughs> engineer and he was like, I'm in for the crossing. I was like, whoa, dude, you've been planning this the whole time. You probably don't even have a ticket to Bali. And just that whole, their heavy romance was so tumultuous. It was very <laughs> lifetime. 
oh God. And then it, it was, it was kind of amazing. And then also at the end, I was like, you're seriously going to Bali. Like you're really going. And he yeah. went, uh, but yes. yeah. Jess really stepped it up at the reunion to me. Like I felt like she went in guns blazing and I liked that side of her. I felt like I, I wanted more of that during the season. And also, I, I mean, I really mm-hmm. dislike Malia. Yes, that's like that is. I mean, not to like make a pun, but like that was a real hard pill to swallow, a real hard vape pen to smoke was Malia, and just not having any remorse about how she, what she did to Hannah, that that never came to light about her. It was like you're a actual robot, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, and when Kiko was speaking, she was like laughing at Kiko, and then I, I saw oh, somebody. Yeah. Somebody sent me on social media. She had posted, like, "Oh, I wasn't. We were we were playing drinking games while they were talking about other things. I wasn't laughing at Kiko or whatever." But she just looked so smug. It was just. She did. I've never felt so much disdain. There's been a lot of bad people on this network, but I've never felt such a active disdain watching someone as I think I felt this season watching Malia. Yes, just, she's so cold and unfeeling. And I guess that's what a deckhand bosun needs to be. You got to not feel it. You know, you got you to gotta feel like the temperature of the water, cold, ice. ice I don't cold. know. It's so strange, but she did. And Hannah really came out, I think, at the reunion with that, you know, I need a Valium. So good. Mug was a great way to go out. So I good. give her props. It's still controversial with the whole CBD THC pen. It seemed like, she kind of did lie, but she had to stick to it, which I'm fully in support of at this point. You just have to ride it out. <laughs> but <laughs> it's totally. weird how Sandy always, she does pick her favorites and she gets so passionate about these people, which that's why I always fell in love with Sandy in the first place is that she's a passion for the sea. She, just, she, just, like, she wants these people to get in my sea bosom and I'll hold you like Moana. Like she just gets so excited <laughs> and I just love that about her, you know, yeah. but then it just took up. She hates Hannah. She Just, does hate yeah. Hannah. And I was always kind of on the fence with Hannah. Like I thought she was, I liked her enough, but this season I really felt like I will defend her till the death. It was like, I, I got like a new, <laughs> a new loyalty or something to Hannah where it was like, yeah. I was, it came it, unexpected to myself. It was like, it came out of nowhere. All of a sudden I'm watching mid season and I'm like, I will, who do I have to fight for Hannah? Like, mm. let me tag someone out and I want to get yeah. in that ring. I totally agree with you. And even more so too, now her being at the reunion and she's with child, she's wearing white. It's like, what? let me fight for you. Yeah. I agree. No, I I love her. Um, and Bugsy, I flip on all the <laughs> at random. I don't know how I feel about Bugsy. She's a wild card too. We haven't spent enough time with her as the Chiefs do. I think time will tell. But what do you think of her tablescapes? As someone who oh. you have an aesthetic eye, like you get it. So what's your feel for these tablescapes? Yeah, I love. Uh, that's the one thing that really is holding me on to Bugsy at this point. That's, <laughs> that's right, right, truly right. like the quality that mm. I'm really attaching myself to with Bugsy. You know, the accessories I find um, as Coco Chanel and later Countess Luann once said, "When you leave the house, you should take off one accessory." <laughs> right, Amy. You were probably the only one that remembers this. Do you remember Countess Luann had an iPhone app? An iPhone app? Oh my God, no. I, I'm, she, I'm ashamed no, no, to not... You should be, but it. she had an <laughs> iPhone app that was... Um, it had tips on it. And oh I wish... God. The app has since been discontinued and I bought it. It was like two, not two ninety nine or whatever. And I can't even put it on my phone. Like even though I purchased it, it's like missing in the ether. 
But mm. before it went under, I took a couple screenshots because she had one section of the app where you got tips from the countess. And she would say things like, before you leave the house, take off an accessory, which was, of course, Coco Chanel. But I always like to attribute mm. it to Luann because of that app. <laughs> I um, like but- that she took credit for it, too, by the way. <laughs> she, of course, she someone, did. Someone once said, that was me. <laughs> I said this. Yeah. There are also like really mean things in the in the tips part of the app where it was like, um, unless you're Eva Longoria, don't wear uh, always wear sleeves to the beach or something like that. Like they were mean, <laughs> like mean, like crazy. I'll, I'm going to dig out my screenshots this because is, I have uh, some really good. This is a good scoop. And I am not surprised that somebody didn't take the time to, you know, update the app so that it could be edible. I think now is the time to re-release this app, Countess. 100%. There was also a portion of it like that you could, I don't even know what you call it, like a section of the app where you could take a picture and insert Luann into <laughs> your picture. So it was like, <laughs> so it was like a Photoshop thing. And so I used to, I also have a bunch of photos of like my nephews and, or, or you know, family members just like with Luann. <laughs> I went to an Adele concert and I have a picture. This was also like before Adele really like blew up, but I was at an Adele concert. It was very small venue. And so I was pretty close and Adele sitting on stage and I was trying to take a picture, but I, it was in Vegas and I had like way too many vodka sodas. And so I have a picture like of Luann with Adele. Cause I, I couldn't open just the, I was too drunk to like open just the photo app on my phone. I could only open the Countess Luann app. Oh my God. She, she bugged your phone. She took over your phone. She made it so that you're the, she's the only app you could open. That's amazing. There's all the other apps. A period of my life where it's just like all my photos, like personal photos just have Luann in it. God, and I it's really, like season three Luann. It's not even current mm, Luann. I mean, she doesn't have that body she has today. <laughs> she looks great then, but today, wowzers. Yeah, she looks amazing. Better She's than smoking. ever. smoking. Yeah. I, it's Same amazing. with Sonia, too. So, I mean, they look like Sonia. insane. Mm, I know. It's great. I know that people have said this multiple times, but it's like, I, I really do want to know Sonia's plastic surgeon or, or doctor because like I truly think they do the best work and I want to well, know that. she's all very into promoting people so I'm sure she, she can tell you <laughs> we can get that info um but so Bugsy I like her tablescapes um <laughs> oh yeah it all comes back to a tablescape yeah I like the tablescapes but other than that she confused me and also I think her allegiance to Malia really screwed with my head um in mm-hmm. ways just Thank because I dislike Malia so much Anyway, um, any other final thoughts on Below Deck Med? I loved the Tom as the chef. I loved it. I thought the drama was so great. I loved his little hissy fits. He was like, oh, I can't believe this. And he would storm off and it was so awesome. And I am sad that I know he won't return. But that is the kind of drama that I do want in a chef. God, I love Kiko. I love him to death. But he's not what the kind of drama that I want to watch. I don't need to see a nice chef. Nice chef. I don't need to fall in love with a chef. I want to despise him. I want to see him be like really good at what he does and overreact over everything. Just rip gloves off, throw biscuits in the garbage. I mean, I just I loved it, and I'm bummed that we're never going to see him again. He made you know, great he was, TV. He was good TV. He was crazy, and also like in an evil villain kind of way, attractive. Yes, like yes. I found him oh, very. I found him very attractive. Not once I got to know his personality, um, 
But when I first saw him, I was like, oh, I'm very into this look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to know him and I was like, not anymore. But, but, let but me you're ask right. You this. If you yeah. were in a relationship with him and his whole thing was like to talk and cat talk to like as foreplay, he was like, meow, 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 meow. Would you put up with that? <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. No. Okay. Well, I don't like the baby talk. The rubber meets like- the road. I don't like the voices. I mean, would I have sex? Sure. Um, But it would end there, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that he's someone we hate, but that is good for the show. And I'm so fascinated right now. I, particularly with Orange County Housewives, I feel like everyone's talking about like, Mm -hmm. there was a boycott thing and I'm not covering Orange County on this show, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in depth, but I'm not covering it. (laughs) <laughs> right, sure. I do I not it. endorse it, but I mm. we are going to talk about it in detail. Okay. Um, but I'm curious where you stand on that because <laughs> yeah, it is tough... confusing, I think. I've been it having trouble with the whole thing. And I hear and I see and I believe and I agree with what everyone's saying about Kelly Dodd. So I just wonder really what happens at the end of the season. Is this – they just are waiting until the end of the season and then they say – uh, you're leaving, you know, <laughs> she's like, Rick and I are, are gonna, I'm working in New York now. Like there she's done. And I don't know. I just, um, I, I was always going to watch it no matter what. Um, I definitely reserve the right to stop watching it at any time, but I am very curious to see how this pandemic is going to be portrayed, how the, uh, all of the different sex that are going to move, you know, into their groups and, split with what's going on politically through the pandemic. I am really fascinated to see how this is going to play out. I, so far, my expectations were like, when I say low, I mean, bottom of the barrel. And I really didn't think the premiere was that bad at all. In fact, I was, I was like, oh, this was great. I mean, definitely not exactly the most cohesive, but I was so fascinated with the Gina Keogh narration at the beginning. I <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that was good. Okay. So I loved that. And then I thought that the second episode was the, the moment between Emily and Gina really stood out to me. And I really love that. So um, I don't know what's going to happen next. I just, I, I need to see Gina pull it all together. Um. That's important. You mean for me. Gina Gina Keogh at the very end is just gonna hop in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's gonna hop Gina in. Gina Keogh's just gonna yeah. <laughs> show up the, at the finale party and she's gonna rat- tie things up. And then and then Gina uh, She's gonna be ride. the one she's gonna be yeah. the one to tell Kelly Dodd that you're moving on. <laughs> yes, in a narration voice. Just like the voice of God. And then Gina, Long Island Gina's gonna be like, Gina is moving into my tiny condo with me and not Matt. Whatever is the new guy's name is Travis Travis. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's so controversial and very wild that we're in this time. And I want to live through it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I've gotten so many messages and and I'm not, um, I don't cover every show on this podcast, I try to like pick and choose usually like what I recap. And I, I've uh-huh. realized that it's like best if I keep it around two shows. Otherwise I get like fucking crazy. I don't know how you do it. And the, <laughs> or the crappens guys and like, Oh my God, you guys yeah. do all of these shows and I watch them mostly, but um, yeah, the ones I dissect scene by scene, it's like, I try to just stick to two, but I've gotten so Smart. many messages. I know people are like so upset about it. And it's like, I've gotten yeah. messages saying like, don't you dare cover Orange County. And then yeah. and then when I said I wasn't covering it, I got the opposite of like, 
I can't believe mm. you're not covering it. Like it's disgusting and it, it's just a lot. And I, I don't, we all yeah. are like trying to do our Tough. best kind of, and it's yeah. hard when we're all getting those kind of messages. It's like, we're trying to do, we're trying to be socially responsible, but also mm-hmm. we're trying to make people laugh and that's take the piss true. out of this show. And That's a really good point. And that's why, you know, uh, I respect people who made that decision. I think that's great. I also think that, you know, when it comes time to talk about it, like you said, if it's time to make fun of the choices that these people are making on the show, then it's time to make fun of the choices that they're making on the show. I I, I just turned into Shannon Bedore. I don't know why. I, I, I um, But that's, that's and, and we reserve the right to do that, which I think yeah. is, it, there's a world that exists where we can all be happy, bubble and do what we want to do. And, and I think it's great when people can draw the line at something. I know I draw the line at stuff too. So I don't, I don't uh, fault anybody for not wanting to watch. That's fine. Yeah. What do you make of the Tamara of it all? Because in the second episode, Tamara's like brought up a lot. She, I was shocked that she, because the first episode they did bring her up a little, maybe, or there was a flashback or something. But in the second episode, I'm like, this whole thing's about Tamara now. She's the glue (laughs) and she's the one they got rid of. Like that doesn't make any sense. I know. It's almost like she is like a, the puppet master off of the show. I mean, I, my mind was blown when Bronwyn was like, Dr. Deb, I mean, not that she calls her mom Dr. Deb, but she's like, Dr. Deb uh, and Tamara were talking today. And I was like, what? Why? Cut that off. We and don't did, need that. <laughs> and didn't you think it was just going to be like that one mention? But then like every scene they were like, Gina was like, yeah. And then I talked to Tamara and right. she talked to Dr. Deb. And then Emily's like, I talked to Tamara too. I'm like, why? Is, what is happening? Like, and why didn't production step in and say, we need to just say you talk to a friend or something? <laughs> no doubt. And Tamara really, she was having a hard time. Like I... Tara, I think, was having a really hard time cutting like the purse strings, if you will. Apron strings, purse strings. What is it? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> or puppet strings. strings. Apron strings. <laughs> apron strings. Is that There's a, a um, yeah, uh, it's like a motherly thing, like apron strings, like the child holds on to the apron strings. It, it's anyway, metaphor. <sighs> ah, God, sorry. Let me get back to the sea. Let me uh, give you some <laughs> metaphors about Captain the ocean. Sandy. I lost you there. Ah, God, dig deep. Throw the anchor. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Tamara had a really hard time letting go. And it's like, girl, let go. <laughs> let it, let the ship sail without you, which I know she eventually did. But I think she was probably like, just out of habit. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, 12 years. I, I don't know how long she was on there. She was on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But there's this weird thing that happens when all the housewives leave. And I don't know if I've talked about this on this show, but it always bugs me when somebody leaves the show and then of course they're talked about because they've been with us for so long. So naturally they might come up a little bit, but I always hate then when on social media or in interviews or something like that person, let's say Tamara is -hmm. like, they won't stop talking to me about me. And like they have the power to then say that. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's that back and forth happening right now between Tamara and Shannon, the Trace Amigas, they're all mad at each other. Well, I mean, the two are mad at the dose are mad at the Uno, you know? So they're doing a lot of that Amiga work too in the new season where it's just like, we're now we're just counting out numbers. Right. We're really holding on to that Trace Amigas thing, which I didn't think really caught on as much as we're all holding on to it. Uh, I agree. I totally agree. Like, guys, it didn't catch fire. All right. This was not fire. You really tried. You worked at it. I appreciate it. But we it didn't, we're not holding on to it. But it is funny. It makes me think behind it all. And I, this is my, I'm just a little skeptical, obviously, sometimes as we all are. 
But I start to think like, oh, well, Shannon and Tamara and Vicky, you guys are all still really good friends and you're just plotting and just trying to move on to the next thing that you're going to do. Right. Yeah, it feels that way. I feel I, I think Tamara will be back. And to be honest with you, like I always hated Tamara. I was calling for her to leave the show for years. And then now I'm like, <laughs> I think we need her back. <laughs> Like I miss her now. And so that's, what, that's a perfect example. And, you know, we're talking about the state of the housewives and I love that example, which is what you just gave, which is what we all do, which is what I love about it. And we can love a housewife. We can hate a housewife for so long. And then we can turn and love them again. Love them like we never have before. Absence makes the heart grow fonder or we stand them for so long. And then all of a sudden they steal a meme and we're like, I <gasps> never liked her. You know, I mean, it's just, it's interesting how, you know, the wind blows, the wind blows in different directions. <laughs> I mean, Kelly Dodd too. I think so many of yes. us were like huge Kelly Dodd fans. You mentioned the meme thing and that happened on Instagram at Brands by Bravo had posted mm-hmm. a meme and Erica Jane had post reposted it. I reposted it. I stole it, bitch. <laughs> And she, the Brands by Bravo account, very nicely, I thought, had commented on the post saying, like, thank you for posting or whatever. And I just, would you be able to credit me? And then Erica came back like guns blazing about the meme. And I was like, what's going on? Why is Erica getting so upset about this? Why is she wanting to die on that hill? It was a weird thing. I was very confused. And those are like your biggest fans. Like the meme account, like we're all like the big fans and we're you know the people who make that kind of content like we love these shows and these people mm-hmm. right so it seems like you should be nicer to those people i i and honestly well i mean it it goes both ways i mean some of the meme accounts and the bravo accounts we drag the shit out of the housewives right, like yeah, that's yeah. also part of it so they have they have no allegiance to us they should have no allegiance to me i on my show i talk about them every day they should say bitch i will sue you no take out of that out um yeah. But like, I'm just saying we, they shouldn't have allegiance to us. However, the real nice, polite thing to do would have to have credited her immediately. And I've seen plenty of housewives. They do it all the time. And um, it's really not a big deal. She just didn't get it, which was so strange. Uh, She just does not understand the meme thing. And uh, it's a hard thing. You know, like I've had so many people steal my memes that I've made and it's like, Mm -hmm. it can be so frustrating as you're trying to like grow an account. It's Mm -hmm. I know the argument against it is like, well, it's a picture of Erica, but it's like, right. It's a, it's still a crafting a joke. Right. It's Um, a concept. It's a joke. Yeah. And when you're on the other end of it and you're seeing like she reposts it and gets millions of likes Mm -hmm. and you posted it and got 30 likes or whatever the number is, it can be very Mm -hmm. upsetting. So hashtag hashtag justice for Brands by Bravo. Yes, Brands by Bravo. Sorry, here's the apology that you're never going to get. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just remembering, remember when Erica Jane like wrote a letter? Who did she write a letter to? Did she write a letter to Camille? I write letters to Tom because he doesn't live in the same house. (laughs) We're pet pals. (laughs) <laughs> didn't she write a letter to say like sorry your house burned down or something oh my god no she wrote it to vanderpump about the death of um her mother right uh, okay yeah i just remember the letter or is it another letter she that, a you're right, you're right. and she was it was like a condolencing like i'm so sorry for your loss and lisa was like uh, you never reached out and she's like i've got the picture right here and you're like whoa that's dark you took a picture of a condolence note that's fucking Post, weird posted it on instagram <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, because I knew you were going to 
come back at me for something. <laughs> I don't know why I was Weird. thinking it was like, sorry, your house burned down, Camille. <laughs> I know. I love it's that like, you made him out. Why would she send that? That's the letter I like. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. Okay. Um, speaking of Beverly Hills, there's rumors about Tori Spelling, which we know aren't true. Every year this happens where Tori Spelling mm-hmm. like plants rumors. Poor <laughs> Tori. Tori calls up uh, page six and says, I'm joining the housewives. And then she doesn't. But I do. I did hear that she filmed with Teddy like one or two seasons ago mm. um, as part of like her accountability um, scam, I mean, program. And they did film. So I don't know. I don't think Tori will ever be a main housewife because if she filmed, they would have aired it. They didn't even air her like that hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. Would you want to see her? No, mm -mm. but I, when I was reading, it said that Tori and Candy, her mom were going to join and Kathy Hilton was going to join too. And that Kyle and Kim both have issues with Candy. And I was like, Oh, sign me up for that. Yeah. If we have to get take Tori because we're getting Candy, no problem. If that's right. the package deal that you're selling, I will take it, you know, but uh, I don't know. I don't need Tori on Real Housewives. I watched her reality shows in the past. I love that you won't, watch, to- her. You won't watch her on this network, but you'll watch like every <laughs> other, every other minute of content. I want to, I want to like have a, a positive angle on it and say, 
that she can carry a show on her own. She doesn't need to be on The Real Housewives because there's that much drama that surrounds her life that is like crazy and frantic and manic. And you visit her storage that it looks like a museum storage. Like it's insane. There's the choices and the, the Dean thing, you know, I wild yeah. ride. So I have that, a, mm-hmm. a weird allegiance to Tori that I feel like I think, and this isn't popular, but I think she'd make like a good friend of, you know, I, I always hearken back to that Benny Hanna grill moment. And I think like <laughs> Bravo, if we had the opportunity to like witness that whole saga, break it down and narrate like Gina Keo and tell me that well, Benny Hanna. I don't, you. you know, I don't remember the full details, but I remember it involved a Benny Hanna grill or a hibachi grill. And mm. um, I just think like, what if we got to witness Tori Spelling in a Benihana um, with the other Housewife cast members. And I just feel like we'd be remembering that forever the way we remember Aviva's leg toss or mm. you know, some of these other moments. And I, I, again, I have an allegiance because I love that movie Trick. Did you ever see that? It was like one of those no. straight to DVD gay movies that like Tori played the female lead in it. Mm. And I remember like sneaking in my parents' basement to watch it. This was like 99 or 97 or something. Um, <laughs> and since then, uh, and I love 90210 too. I love 90210. And you're making me almost rethink. Like, I just, now I'm actually curious. I'm thinking about it harder than I did before. But if you were to take Dean out of the scenario, although he might pop in here and there, and you put her around other women, I just wonder what that dynamic would actually look like. I'm not sure. It could end up being one of those things where we're all like, oh, no. And then she just brings it. That would be interesting, but it's prob- it's not happening, so yeah, forget it. It's not happening. And I do like the idea of we're just sticking to people who aren't celebrities. You know, oh, I, yes. I agree with you. Yes. It's important. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like I, I read they're moving away from hiring like actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard when you're watching like Denise and Rinna have this scene where it just looks like they're in a soap opera yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they've been in soap operas. So you're like, I don't know what to believe here. I did love that sit down at the end of the season. I thought last season was good at Beverly Hills. I think I was the only one, but I feel like it was good season. It Uh, had so much intensity around it that it it absolutely was a great season. And I am so bummed that Denise is not coming back. uh, Roni. So Heather's returning. It looks like uh, Ramona had posted a picture out to lunch with Luann and Heather Mm -hmm. Holla Thompson. Um, Heather was just (laughs) on this program uh, like last week or two weeks ago. And she said that we'll see her again. And from what I understand, she's not going to be a main housewife, but we will see her pop in next season. That's like kind of like what I heard. But again, everything I hear is you're saying, maybe I don't even know where I hear these things from. Like sometimes (laughs) in your stranger DM, my dream, an angel (laughs) comes to me. Rob from below deck. Gina Keogh's voice just pops in my head and it's like, Heather is (laughs) coming back. Um, all day. We also have a new housewife, Ebony. She's coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. Are you excited for Roni? How are you feeling about Dorinda? Yes, I'm exciting about the new house. I'm excited about the new housewife, Ebony. Um, Interesting about Heather. I did Hala. I think. Hey, Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy tummy, Mama. mama. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Don't tell me anything, motherfucker. I, my favorite is that sit down between her and Aviva when they're talking about Anna Nicole Smith and uh, Aviva, Aviva compared Sonia to Anna Nicole Smith and Heather is like, 
she was a, a mess. You know, she had alcohol issues, whatever. And Aviva's like, she was beloved. And Heather's like, she died, Aviva. And like, they're just <laughs> arguing about Anna Nicole Smith's life at that point. Oh, wow. Wow. I do not remember that. Seen for the Heather, ages. Heather really, really grounds things. Um, I know that she kind of wore on some people after a while. And I think it was a great exit the time that she exited. I think it's a wonderful time for her to return. She really grounds the show if, in fact, she's going to be a part of it. I have a very difficult time thinking of her around all of these women who drink so much. And that would be such a conflict because she would hold them accountable. And it would be really difficult for her the whole time to just be sitting there like kind of like the wet blanket in a way is what she'd end up being. Yeah. But now that Dorinda's gone, I think there's room for Heather for that dynamic because it's not as much of a train wreck in that capacity because of the drinking. And um, also Leah's on the sober train and it looks like she's not going to be drinking too. So I really think, and I don't know Ebony's story, but it seems to me like, and if Luann is kind of, I don't know (laughs) where she's going in her journey, but it's the perfect timing for Heather. And one of my favorite all-time scenes of, and of, of housewives in general is the scene when they go to Atlantic City and Heather is yelling at Sonia in the foyer outside because Sonia won't let them in and it's raining outside and she is swearing and she's like, your fucking intern won't let us in. How dare you? That's so rude. And they're yelling in this limo and Ramona's like, okay, okay, you guys, okay, everybody stop. And, and Ramona was the voice of reason for once. And it was very strange. And I love that moment because she yeah. didn't take shit from anybody that Heather. That whole episode is one of the best. Truly, I just rewatched it recently, and it's like a you whole. Did? Yeah, I I, oh I recapped it. I think on my on Patreon, which is patreon.com oh slash everything iconic. You can go listen there. <gasps> listen, I'm gonna listen because. Oh wait, I don't have your Patreon. Can you send okay, me? I'll the send episode? it to you. Yeah, <laughs> but I just rewatch it. It's like some. It's like a weird play or something. Like it's yeah, and it's Shakespearean, and like Heather talks about. Um, how she would go out with Sonia and have to carry her up her stairs. And she gives this monologue that first of all, is like a monologue for the ages, but then the whole episode is just <laughs> in a limo and the only the Roni cast could get like a full episode out of a limo ride. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm breaking down Potomac. What do you, where do you stand with Candace and Monique? Mm. Whose side are you on? You know, it's a really, I can't, I have to tell you, I'm not really team either one. I mean, they're both so, <laughs> Candace really knows how to push those buttons. She just provokes so hard. And I just can't stand by Monique with the rage, the attack and the rage. And um, her point about provoking, it absolutely stands. I totally agree. Um, but the fact that she I was didn't have any remorse um, in the end, unfortunately, and to this day is disturbing. Yeah, I love Dr. Ken. He's calling out Candace was, for the things. Dr. Oh, Ken Dr. is a therapist Ken. that... Um, that Candace went to and he was asking her all the right questions and she wasn't taking ownership of what she did either. How do you feel? You know, I feel similarly. I don't think Candace gets it. I was on Candace's side at first, I think. Mm -hmm. And then now just seeing that she doesn't seem to also have any remorse. I know they keep pointing out like Monique doesn't have any remorse, but then I'm like, well, I do think there is some accountability that, that she should take in that. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting thing. I, I was thinking how we are as humans pushed to the limit sometimes. And while Mm -hmm. I don't condone violence in that way, of course, Mm -hmm. I think there are times where it's like, you're not even conscious of sort of how you're moving or acting in, in weird ways. And yes, you should then get, you should have to take responsibility if you act out and physically fight someone. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I do, 
I do understand that like sort of feeling of seeing red, um, which I can't say the word seeing red without thinking of Valerie <laughs> Cherish, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I hear you too, because um, I think that it's such an Im- incredible example in the world of housewives because it almost seems like we were due for one another one of these situations where someone loses their shit at, on somebody who continues to provoke them and they put hands on them. It's a tale as old as time, Danny. Um, and right. really, here we are. And so now, like, what are we going to do about it? How do we move forward? What is Bravo going to do? Are they going to draw the line moving forward? How do they, how do they um, handle this situation? And how do they handle, like, do they fire both of them? Do they fire Monique because she actually did get violent? Are they going to set the bar to the point where it's like, Monique, you're going to be an example. Unfortunately, we have to let you go because of what you did. We understand there's two sides of the story, but like you have to be responsible for what, what you did. And Candace, if she's not sorry, that's on her. But she actually didn't do any, she didn't physically harm you. Right. So are they going to make an example out of her? I don't know. Um, yeah. Because moving forward, there's always going to be that housewife that's going to just poke, poke, poke. And they're just going to like, they're like a fucking fly. You just want to slap them out of the way. I totally get that. That's on every every city has that, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do when the time comes down to it at a wine tasting? And I think when you are, when those people who are doing the provoking in a lot of ways, they are saying to the other person, like, I mean, Candace literally said, drag me Monique, but it's like mm-hmm. with, with Portia and Kenya, it's like Kenya had the megaphone mm-hmm. in Portia's face and the scepter and stuff. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you're, asking for something you're not necessarily asking for a physical violence but Mm -hmm. like you're asking for a reaction Mm -hmm. um and when it comes to a reaction you can't always control that reaction Mm -hmm. i hope it doesn't sound like i'm condoning i certainly don't condone violence i but see i think that you're making the point that we all it's it's um you know it's there's a response aspect to there's a um the point of where it starts and then there's a response and so there are two sides to that my my biggest issue is that, you know, the fact that to this day, Monique still doesn't have remor- right. remorse because that is where I get like real upset. Portia had it instantaneously. Right. Yeah, instantaneously. she was on the floor crying saying, what did yes. I do? What did I do? What did like, I do? I what did I do? What did I do? brought me to that point because yeah. I, and I relate Agreed. with Portia, like I get where, see, that's where the difference is. Like I, and I know they're not the same same situation. However, I can relate with Portia. I can relate with being like, get that fucking bullhorn out of my face. Stop pointing that scepter at me. And you're saying these awful things to me. Like, I I get it. Um, But, you know, when you take it to the next level and then uh, people can do that. Also, the Danielle and Margaret situation. I mean, Tamra's through wine in Gina Keo's face. Right, right. Or even the, remember the wig, what was the wig um, shift? I always think of the wig <laughs> shift. That was sort of the that the one that started it all, really. Was that Sheree and Kim? <laughs> Sheree and yeah, the wig, yeah. <laughs> With Michael Lohan in the background. Oh, simpler <laughs> times. Yeah, there's always these, you know, it makes for mm. very interesting TV because I think we all watch it and we all sort of think, what would we do in that situation and how would mm-hmm. we react? And I, I totally do agree. Like, Monique, I don't know why she hasn't come out and said, I'm sorry, and that was wrong. And it it feels like she's talking around it a bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm on board with that. And... Then hiding behind the lawsuit where it's like, I was going to reach out and, and talk to her, but my lawyer wanted me to be a part of it. So we couldn't because they weren't responding. It's like, no, you could have called without your lawyer and just simply said, I'm sorry, despite the fact that she pressed charges. So 
how, how uh, can you even imagine a season uh, hypothetically next year without T'Challa? Like, how do they? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> how, do, how, how do they go on without the bird? Like, do they just, does Andy hire the bird separately and like I pay, think pay them a do. fee? I think that's what they do. And I also want Chris in my life. So I'm really. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Uh, okay. Last thing. Southern charm. Mm. You know, did you watch the premiere of Southern Charm? Like the upcoming? No, not no. I haven't seen it yet. Did you see? I can say that Thomas has said uh, that he did film something for Southern Charm. So that's not a spoiler because he he had said that. Okay. He also said he's getting married without a prenup. Oh, did he really? (laughs) Yes. Ugh. I was. I feel frustrated that they got rid of all the women. I don't know where I said this. Maybe I talked about it on this show. I don't remember. But it seems like we had that one season mm. uh, a couple of years ago where it was like so, such a beautiful moment of like the women banding together against like the good old boy system of the South. Yes, and it was like the Me Too era movement time. And yeah. I, yeah, I think we all left that season being like, oh, this was great. And and I thought a powerful statement on sort of where we're at. And maybe this upcoming season will be that in other ways. But it just seems like then we we negated all of that because they were like, we're going to get rid of all the women on the show. And then I know. Well, they all left. Not all of them. But like, yeah. they wanted to leave. Naomi's like, I'm... Bye-bye. Like, she left. <laughs> and Chelsea Meisner was like, I'm just going to flip some houses and go surfing. Like, okay, so I don't think it was gone. Chelsea's choice. I think Chelsea No, you're right. Was. Chelsea was canned. And then, <laughs> I'm um, shocked Chelsea was on as long as she was. How did Chelsea last that long, really, when you think know. about it? It's like, what? How do they even cast her? I don't even understand that. But, There's a lack of people in the South that wanted to be on the show. So here I am. So. That's a good Chelsea. <laughs> I so liked when stupid. she redid the apartment as a Rainforest Cafe. It was just like, <laughs> just, just she just sold it, I think. But um, She did. Cause yeah. She, yeah, she did. It was it an was emotional like, Insta story. That was her storyline last year of like going, she went to Home Goods and got a bunch of uh, <laughs> forest decor. <laughs> Um, God, you're killing me. But Cam and I, again, we talked about this, but it's like, I felt that Cam should go. And then now that she's gone, I'm like, why did we let her go? Mm. You know? She had to take a stand against Catherine. She couldn't have that. She couldn't be on the show with Catherine if Catherine was going to stay. It was kind of like one or the other. She plays a a decent role in the the premiere. And I don't want to give any spoilers. Cameron or Catherine? Cameron. Oh, really? Catherine's in it, but Cameron. Gina, let me ask you this. Does Gina Keo narrate the beginning? <laughs> That's no, all I but I know. missed Cameron's narration. Oh, Cameron's God. no longer narrating, and I missed that. I can do that for you, no problems. It's going to be an exciting season. It's just a route race and things in the South and house flipping. Who do you think, out of the entire Bravo network, like who do you think is most apt to be narrating? Um, like in the in the way that Cameron did on Southern Charm, or or Gina mm. just did on the premiere. Like, who would you like to see in your dream of dreams narrating an episode? Oh my god, that is such a good question. I feel like it's Stephanie from like Dallas, and she feel like I feel like um, what's happening with Steen is like I feel like everyone's like at odds, and I feel like I feel like right now we just need to come together, and I feel like in New York City, I feel like Ramona is really going to get along with Ebony, and I feel like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some of, the, some of these people just 
I could never picture them. Like I could None never picture Stephanie um, in New York. Like not even, I can barely picture not, her. Like, not even on vacation. Stre- no, right. Like not even walking the streets, like, I don't know, to an M&M world. Like I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it just seems like she's so Dallas and not. Yeah. Um, no, I can't answer that question because no, because they're all cartoon characters to me. So like whenever I'm thinking of who, I'm like, oh, maybe Luann could just go for a low voice. But then yeah. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Taking this all full circle, when I was watching last night in my emotional state, Crisis of Faith, I was watching Don't Be Tardy, and Kim Zolciak was in uh, Ohio, which is where I'm from, and my brain wasn't able to compute that. Like, they were in Columbus, Mm -hmm. I think, and Mm -hmm. to me, yeah, they are like you said, cartoon characters. And I was like, what's Mm -hmm. Kim doing in Ohio? Like, (laughs) why is the wig in Ohio? Like, I didn't understand that my brain kind (laughs) of function. Too close to home, man. That's too close close to home. home. Amy, this was so fun. Did I miss any um, important um, Bravo state of the world things? Vanderpump Rules, we didn't talk about that. Do you think there's a future for it? Um, If it's going to be around like the Tom Tom thing where it's like Ariana, Tom, Katie, um, yeah, that world, I think it can survive and pivot. Uh, But other than that, I would love to see them go to Vegas and do Vanderpump Gardens and have a fresh new start at Vanderpump. How about you? What were your thoughts on that? I feel similarly. I, I kind of just, I don't want the same iteration. And I, I don't even at this point want like a, f- a full shift on the show. I just want a fresh start, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even want them to sort of pivot to new people on mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I want all new people. But I don't want to get rid of, you know, like I love Ariana and Tom and and Gina and a couple of them. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's such a stink attached to it. And there really is. And maybe we just need to close that chap, that book, not the chapter, the book. And it felt like such a good ending at the end. Like outside of the outside of the news cycle, like that finale felt so close ended. Yes, they did a great job with that. Almost like they knew what was coming. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And the the idea of watching like Jackson Brit Jax again, I just can't even Yeah, that's a. I I don't want to go to Valley Village and just like follow the families at this point. I think that that could be a show in and of itself somewhere else. That's great. But I'm not I'm not really down with that. Yeah, and I don't even know where we go. It's like if they do it at Sir, we're still in a pandemic. Like, why don't see us really oh getting God. out of this for a while? And right. it's like, do I want to watch them serving the three people outside? Because there's not a lot of tables outdoors at that restaurant. So it's like <laughs> they're stressing out. I'm like, I have three tables. Oh my yeah. God. You you sat one and three at the same time. What am I gonna do? Yeah, no, it's like I don't want. They don't need a host. There's no host that's needed. Lala doesn't need a show. Pajama party for seven people. Like it's gonna be DJing for no one. It's just so sad. Like to see those couple little outdoor, outdoor seating, and and Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm not. I'm not really interested. But you know, they've proven me wrong before. They we always think certain things are done, and then they reboot and refresh, and they're better than ever. So I'm always up to be proven wrong. Always. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Amy, this was so fun. I love you. And tell people you, about Andy. your show. And- oh, yeah. Please listen to Radio Andy on Sirius XM. It's Channel 102. My show is Reality Checked Monday through Friday. It's 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. And it's so good. You cover Don't Be Tardy. 
I know I did it one time, but I'm doing um, uh, The Bachelorette instead in that slot right now. I'm doing oh, The Bachelorette. Exciting. And then on Fridays, I'm doing The Vow, which I'm doing uh, The Conclusion this Friday, which has been a, such a wonderful journey. And like right now, we're doing Below Deck, Med, and we'll get into the regular Below Deck, then Southern Charm, OC. Um, you know, we do almost all the shows. You know, I my favorite thing is the Thanksgiving Day Parade and they're doing like a digital ver- or they're doing some other version of it where it's not going to be like for the public. They're going to do the Thanksgiving Parade like pre-taped and and you can't get get to it or can't see it or whatever. <laughs> and I was joking with my boyfriend. I was saying they're going to be the most bizarre floats and stuff because they're not going to be able to get the oh. normal kind of people. And I was saying they're going to have like the cast of The Vow singing <laughs> Singing with pentatonics, like it's going to be like oh my gosh. To, to the, the all of them doing like up on the housetop or something, like in a weird streamed <laughs> version of the parade. <laughs> um, anyway. Wow, that and is blowing my mind. I need to where, see that. Where um, can people find you on social media? Oh, meet Amy Phillips. If you have a better instant name for me, please let me know. I want to change it. I've been wanting to change it forever. Uh, meet Amy Phillips on Instagram, Amy Phillips underscore on Twitter. You make me laugh so much. Thank you for coming on Everything please, Iconic. Likewise. I want to tell everyone to please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to watch this chat, I'm going to try to upload it to the new YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I should have maybe told people that at the beginning since they've already <laughs> would have listened to this. Um, but go subscribe and all that. Uh, over there. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and you can get those bonus episodes. I'm recapping Sex in the City from the beginning over there, which is fun and wild and and crazy. So I'm just doing one episode a month. Uh, Finally, if you want to buy any of the Everything Iconic merch, just go to everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts. We just got some new stuff in, so go there. Amy, I love you. Thank you. Uh, Stay safe, everyone. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.